Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, October 3rd, six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So they both did what they said they were going to do. Oh, except for Kevin McCarthy. He did the opposite of what he said he was going to do. But Matt Gates has filed a motion to vacate McCarthy's speakership. He did that last night, making good on his promise. He threatened to do it, and now he has. And uh, it comes after McCarthy backed a measure to prevent that government shutdown over the weekend. Uh, hello to all of those of you listening to us today. This is a big deal. We'll get to it in just a moment. For those of you who head over to YouTube, you only see Casey today because um, something broke. So life's ambition fulfilled for many of you. You don't have to actually look at me today on the YouTube uh, <laughs> chat. But you can't see Casey. And as I said, that is what's most important. You can see Casey. Mm -hmm. And you can hear me. It's the best of all worlds. Exactly. I think we're making everyone happy today. (laughs) Okay, so look, here's what's going on. You know uh, the reason we are popular is because we uh, tell you uh, exactly what's going on. We don't like any of these people. We have no vested interest in in what's taking place other than a better outcome for you and your family. So, uh, the Republicans ran last year on cleaning up inflation and inflation is largely related to government spending and they promised to fix that they promised if you elect us we will get government spending under control we laughed at that at the time we said these people are pathological liars they never ever follow through on this promise and if you vote for these people it is indeed a fool's errand and here in indiana people said well we gotta vote for todd young because we can't have a democrat in there that'd be really bad <laughs> and we said what the hell's the difference <laughs> there is there is almost no one democrat or republican who has spent more in the u.s congress than todd young there is no difference between these people but we can't have a democrat in there the spending might be really bad And you people, like a bunch of suckers, as you always do, and the Republicans knew that you would be. Fell for it. Fell for it. They've been in there for nine months now. They've done absolutely nothing to follow through on the promises of getting spending under control Mm -hmm. because they believe that no matter what they do, you will continue to be a bunch of suckers. And so as such, they have now had two opportunities to get spending under control. They have had two opportunities to do whatever they wanted to do to get spending and by default inflation under control, the debt ceiling vote, and now the funding of the government. And neither time have they taken the opportunity to do it. You know why, Casey? Because they don't actually want to stop the spending. No. Okay. So when he was pressed about this, uh, Gates said that he does have people behind him on this, but does he really have enough votes to oust the speaker? Okay. So let's continue the theme of this segment, Casey, which is Republicans not following through 
on promises that they make to the American people. And another example of this is that there were very clear guardrails put in place because because most of the conservatives did not trust Kevin McCarthy. And these guardrails were put in place. Hey, Kevin McCarthy must do these things. And if he does not do these things, then there will be a motion to vacate and everybody's on board with what's going to happen if he doesn't hold up his end of the bargain. And remember at the time, Casey, we were saying... Doesn't matter what guardrails they put in place on this guy because the Republicans, you can't trust them. They won't follow through. The Democrats aren't going to get rid of him because they like what he's doing. Well, sure, he's doing everything they want. I learned very early on in elected life, Casey, do not cut deals with people because what happens, unless you get yours up front, do not cut deals with people unless you get yours up front because what always happens is the people who want the stuff get the stuff And then you as a reformer or a change agent or whatever, six months from now, you'll still be waiting for your stuff. You'll still be waiting. you are seeing it right here where these Republicans promised, well, you may not like Kevin McCarthy, but these guardrails are in place. So if he doesn't do it, then he's out of here. And we said, (laughs) oh, that's cute. You guys think that that's actually going to happen. And here we are. He didn't do any of the stuff. And now we've got people like Jim Banks, who, by the way, let's talk about the crap ass judgment that Jim Banks has. So Jim Banks votes for this guy 15 times Mm -hmm. and now on the two signature issues boy though i almost said something other than crap ass casey Mm -hmm. and i caught myself um two times now the two signature issues jim banks has claimed to be against what kevin mccarthy is doing the two signature things kevin mccarthy has done jim banks well First time he didn't even show up to vote, but he said he was against it on the debt ceiling. And now he votes. What if you take him on his word right. for that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, Casey, I mean, he was probably very busy. Of course, he'd been flapping his gums all day on, you know, t- television and talk radio and podcasts. And, you know, he was just, he was probably very worn out. He didn't, by the time he'd done all those interviews about how he's against the debt ceiling to actually vote against the debt ceiling. So he's on with Tony Katz today. Mm-hmm. And you would think, Casey, if you were against not once but twice the signature things that some guy in charge was doing you would say that dude's out of here and he right. gotta go right yeah oh D- D- jimbo was on with tony katz this morning casey and that isn't how it went down hey tony i i, I oppose the motion to vacate I, i'm not sure what that solves other than disrupting the process even further I, i'm frustrated too uh the continuing resolution that passed on Saturday continues the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer-level spendings that has us at a point that it's $2 trillion deficits every year, a $32 trillion national debt uh, that will that's on a path to $40 trillion very shortly. So I, I voted, I joined about 100, less than 100 Republicans and voted against it. But the reality here is, and that, that we have to recognize, I mean, the, the reality is that we have a five-seat Republican majority in the House. The Senate is controlled by Democrats. The president is a Democrat. So there, there's only so much that we can do here. And, and Speaker McCarthy, uh, the defense bill was a partisan bill. Uh, all of these individual appropriations bills that we're working through have been partisan. Uh, by the way, the first time in 30 years that we've had this this uh, ongoing appropriations package packages come to the floor with open amendments that we're working through. So I'm, I'm frustrated, too. I really like Matt Gates. We work closely together. He's an anti-woke 
warrior, but I'm not sure what the motion to vacate solves other than uh, just disrupt the process even further. And Yes, you're right, Jimmy. That's what the motion to vacate the is. Point. Disrupt the process because you guys failed. You guys suck. You didn't follow through on your promises like you always do. That's exactly what the motion to vacate is about. And by the way, isn't it pathetic, Casey, what a politician Jim Banks has become, that power and becoming a U.S. senator was so important to this guy? He sounds like just like everybody else now. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really frustrated, too. Oh, so you're going to do something about it. What? No, of course not. Well, I'm no, he, do just, about it. he just told you there's only so much they can do. And, and he also said that they're just continuing on with the Pelosi-Schumer spending. Yes, that's but, correct. So McCarthy's his guy. But you notice what he did say, Casey, because, and this is what Jim Banks has done for a long time, and I'm glad we get to talk about it now. Um, Jim Banks always votes for the bloated military budget. Now, here we here come the Rob's attacking the troops. No. In a budget that size, hundreds of billions of dollars, there is all sorts of waste, fraud, and abuse that props up the military-industrial complex in this country that has absolutely nothing to do with the brave men and women that fight abroad. But to people like Jim Banks, and this is what Republicans do all the time, well, I'm against the government, that government, but what about this government? No, we love this government. More, 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 more. Jim is very happy because the big, bloated defense spending bill that he likes got passed. So here you've heard it, Kate. You've heard it from Jim Banks. You've heard it from these other Republicans like Larry Bouchon. Essentially, Matt Gates is the enemy here. Matt Gates is the bad guy. Kevin McCarthy, despite the fact that he lied to everybody, despite the fact that he hasn't followed through on his promises, it's fine, Casey. It's not his fault. Okay, so McCarthy responded to Gates' motion to vacate by saying, bring it on, right? And then Gates fired back. Oh, the fight continues. And then Gates fired back and said that if the Democrats want him, they need to adopt him. From what, for what purpose does the, does the gentleman from Florida now seek recognition? Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. Okay, and then Gates goes on and he says, uh, this is afterwards, that if they want to have Kevin McCarthy, the Democrats, they can have him. If there's a deal made with Democrats, the only deal is, is to make one with McCarthy because I'm not offering anything and won't offer anything. And by the way, you, if the Democrats want to own Kevin McCarthy, they can have it. Because one thing I'm at peace with is when we stand here uh, a week from now, I won't own Kevin McCarthy anymore. He won't, but you won't belong to me. So if the Democrats want to adopt him, they can adopt well, you're him. Well, you're a uh, So Gates went on to say that he wants to know what the secret side deal was that McCarthy had with President Biden over Ukraine aid. And, and here is the most valuable thing that Matt Gates is going to do with this. We're going to find out if the Republicans are people of their word, because if the Republicans are people of their word, the deal that McCarthy struck was very clear. The deal McCarthy struck has been violated numerous times now. And if the Republicans are men and women of their word, then they will remove Kevin Car McCarthy as Speaker of the House. They absolutely, of course, will not remove Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, because the Republicans are actually quite satisfied with Kevin McCarthy's job performance. It is 17 after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 21 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the civil fraud trial against former President Donald Trump began against him and the Trump Organization started Monday in Manhattan. And uh, this judge is accusing Trump of fraud and saying that his estate in Florida is worth only $18 million. Oh. Only $18 million. Uh... Well, look, I'm no financial expert, but I would say uh, many of his golf courses by themselves are worth $18 million. Uh, yes, it is the Kendall and Casey show. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, we're fully aware my camera is not working today. Um, and we're working in earnest to get that get that fixed. But you can hear us and you can see Casey mm-hmm. and that's what matters most. So Trump being sued, it's a totally victimless crime. There's not one single solitary person that has alleged they've been wronged by Donald Trump in this case. Not even the banks. They're, no, they the, got their money. The lending institutions, the mm-hmm. banks, everybody's been paid back. He's totally held up his end of the bargain. And this radical left attorney general in New York has decided, just like other places, we can disrupt Trump's reelection campaign. We can try to make him look bad. We can weaponize the ju- justice system against him. And this judge has been not ruling the way Trump wanted. Now, there was a kind of a seesaw on this because we're going to play you. So in the middle, they had, you know took a recess or whatever in the middle of the day yesterday at this hearing. And Trump went out at halftime yep. and just started ripping into this judge. Now, the hilarious part of this is by the end of the thing, the judge ruled multiple ways he wanted. And of course, he did the Trump thing. Oh, the, the judge is great. A little Oh, great. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. it great. He did it right. Um, but here is part of uh, what Trump had to say about, uh, about the judge. We're going to be here for months with a judge that already made up his mind. It's ridiculous. He's a Democrat judge. He's an operative. And it's ridiculous. Other than that, things went very well. Will you come back after lunch? We're going to be here for months. Things went really well. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's more, Casey. Would you like to hear more? Yes. He wasn't done yet. Um, here, he says the attorney general in New York, uh, he blasted her for bringing the case to disrupt his campaign. So very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does? This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. Uh, and then one more, Casey, because, mm-hmm. well, that was it. This was like a seven minutes stream of consciousness from him that we're chopping up here. Uh, here he says anyone who does business in New York is crazy. One doesn't have to be a lawyer to see the danger to anyone doing business in the Empire State. Anybody that does business in New York State is crazy. When you have a radical left attorney general like Letitia James, who's a disgrace to our country, who got elected on the fact that she's going to take down President Trump. We're going to take him down. She knew nothing about it. But she got elected on that basis. And we have 
Others likewise. Take a look at what's going on in Georgia. Take a look at Jack Smith. Take a look at these people. This is called election interference and worse than that, really much worse than that. Well, this is the woman who ran on getting Trump. Her entire goal was to do that. Well, sure, and it's all it's all about the same stuff. It's all about, which, uh, ironically, they've done so much that I think people just largely have tuned it out and are, it's like, whatever at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, next thing you know, they will have accused him of being Jack the Ripper. I mean, like, where does it ultimately end? What else? Could you? They make him out to be worse than BTK or the Night Stalker. Before we know it, he's going to be the one being blamed for can, pulling the fire alarm. Can we play, before we go, my favorite? part of this kev number 13 if you have it so after all of that he goes out he does this big old you know hullabaloo Mm -hmm. the judge is corrupt the judge is awful don't want you to do business here and then at the end of the day he got several rulings in his favor and he was singing a bit of a different tune well i think that was very good (laughs) the last five minutes was outstanding because the judge essentially conceded that the statute of limitations that uh, we want at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80% of the case is over. I was going to come out and say that, as you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So uh, we think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury. But uh, the judge's last statement was very fair. And if I read it right, I'll let perhaps one of the lawyers speak to it. But Cliff, maybe you'll speak to it if you would. But uh, the way I interpret that and the way everyone else in the room seems to interpret that is that the statute of limitations uh, is a very real thing in this country. And that would be about 80% of this case would be over. Could somebody speak to that, please? Yeah, all right. So it's important to realize, due to various legal mechanisms, they denied Trump a jury trial. So he had to. People might be going, "Well, why did he go in front of this judge? He has to. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He didn't have a choice in the matter. They used various legal filings, etc., to somehow deny him a jury trial. And so that is why he's stuck in front of this judge, who he absolutely hates, unless he rules in his favor. And then it's very right, fair. and then he likes him because it went from a a witch hunt hour long as the judge is mugging for the camera to the very last minute. The last five minutes too it's very fair all right when we come back he's here in studio he's looking very beautiful today uh certainly just dressed to the nines micah beckwith is going to join us and i'm going to ask him how angry we should be at these indiana republicans who continue to vote for all of this spending and Mm -hmm. support kevin mccarthy now micah is best friends with jim banks so this might be a very interesting conversation get ready for the spin it's coming up it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc It is 9.34. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Things are getting crazy here in the studio. Micah Beckwith joins us. <laughs> hey, you look wonderful today. Thank what you. Did you lose a bet? What are you doing? Well, I am down here for the Indianapolis prayer breakfast oh. this morning, so we prayed for you guys. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, and sorry, I heard you didn't win an You should have prayed a little harder for us to get that award last time. <laughs> I didn't know they give you people awards. That was the thing that I asked earlier. <laughs> Mike is like, he comes in and he goes, what, what do you possibly do to be worthy of any sort of award? He says the weirdest thing of all of this is that they give you awards. Now, here's the weird thing that went out. The initial, we were in the room, Mm -hmm. and they said somebody else won, which is very fine, Mm -hmm. and we got a free meal out of it, and it was lovely, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was great. 
And then I get home and it was reported, though, <laughs> by, you know, the people who report on radio that we had won. Yeah. And so I. Uh, I, I, I you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say uh, what you're going to say. I immediately turned into Rudy Giuliani with the hair dye going <laughs> down my face. Rigged election. You can't say it. Stop the steal. <laughs> jelly beans. Remember, it's the uh-huh. jelly bean counting. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, so, no, we did not win. Had you prayed a little harder, it might have gone different. <laughs> it's all Micah's fault. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. You're welcome. Are we supposed to do the thing where it's like it was an honor to be nominated is was that it, for it best personality be in state yes. we walked in winners we walked out winners <laughs> where where was i what what does this happen in indiana Yes, it's yes. the Indiana Broadcasters Association. That's a, that's a thing? Yes! I, I mean, I knew there was a national one, but like, there's mm-hmm. an Indiana one? Yes, every state has one, Micah. <laughs> Welcome to the world. Is there, some sort of, <laughs> is there some sort of pastor's award? No, there's not. It's called Salvation. <laughs> is there some sort of lieutenant governor award? Something like you run for office yeah. and the person with that's the most called, votes wins? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the jelly beans, the most jelly beans. Yeah. You can't uh, say votes Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Um, let's talk about your friends there in the Indiana Republican Party, because you had Spendingberg, who voted for the the budget, and then you had three other Republican House members of the seven vote for the budget. These are your friends. Explain these people. <laughs> well, I would say take a look at the ones who didn't, right? Give them credit to where credit is due. You got Jim Banks. He didn't vote for it. Mm-hmm. You love Jim Banks. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to him in a second. I mean, but but I, I think what a lot of them are saying, even, even the ones that, you know, even the ones that did vote for it, you'll hear them talk about we've got a problem. I think they're just saying what do we do to conquer this problem? We we This is 30 years in the making. I mean, this is not overnight. We have been kicking the can down the, the road, and now we're just every time we get to this, and it's like, oh, who's going to be responsible for the government shutdown? I think we're all getting to the place, myself included, where we can say, shut the government down, man. Like it's, If we've got to get our spending under control, we've it, it's if we don't do that, it's going to end in chaos. I, I find... The Larry Bouchon stuff, hyper offensive, where he's meaner to Matt Gates than he is to Biden or Schumer right. or Pelosi, because Matt Gates is not the problem in this equation. You, Larry Bouchon, are the problem in this equation. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great point. For some reason, Republicans, the only time I see the the establishment Republicans have a fire in their belly is when they're attacking their own. I mean, you can hear Kyle Huffert when he gets up at the uh, state convention. He says, "You shouldn't be calling us rhinos." Like. I, <laughs> He said, he said that? He said that. He literally said that at the convention. And I'm thinking to myself, well, dude, you should do the job of actually stewarding the republic the way Republican principles call us to do that. And so, but they have no problems blasting somebody like me or blasting somebody like Matt Gates when mm-hmm. we say, hey, our party is out of line. Get back into alignment with Republican principles, which is fiscal responsibility, balance the budget. Well, you even said they're kicking the can down the road, and it seems that they've just kicked it again. Yeah, they did. And a lot of people are really upset with Matt Gates, but isn't he the one who's trying to hold them accountable? Yeah. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be the martyr in all of this. I mean, they're going to go after him. McCarthy's going to go after him and 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 I'm not saying there's an easy solution. I know McCarthy's probably between a rock and a hard place, but but at some point we just got to we got to stand up to the to the left because they're they're saying, "Oh, McCarthy, if you shut the government down, then the military's not going to get paid and the border agents aren't going to get paid." It's like you've got to say, "No, no, no. You guys 
guys are the ones that have caused this problem, and we're going to do what's right to get it back on the right track. And you ever notice how it's always the most extreme things that aren't going to happen? It's never like, hey, all the bloat that's in the government or the benefits we're handing out to people who don't deserve them, or we're going to tighten our belt on how we just throw money at people. It's never that. It's always the most severe thing that's not going to happen. That's right. And yeah. It seemed to me the only thing that really wasn't going to happen was that the Smithsonian Museum wasn't going to be open and the <laughs> flood insurance applications weren't going to get taken how, care of. How are we going to live? I mean, the whole United States, this compound republic is going to crumble to the sea if that uh, happens. So, Michael Beckwith is our, our guest, as he is every Tuesday at this time. So, w- w- you're running for public office. By the way, Casey will confirm, I think at the uh, speech I gave last week, I actually won you 700 votes. <laughs> so, if you can't come up with 200 on your own, buddy, you're, <laughs> that's on you. You're, you're in bad shape. Uh, that's Do you ever, does it give you pause, though? You see how they vilify people like a Matt Gates and go, oh my gosh, if I get in there, they're they're going to try to do this to me and my family too. That is the number one reason why I hear people, good people who like should be in office will not run for office because they say, what will come of, of my reputation? What will come of my, of my family Mm -hmm. that we're going to take arrows. And listen, we go through this. Susan and I go through this. I mean, we, you know, she, she's like, sometimes do you have to be such a a (laughs) flamethrower? You know, I'm like, you're in, and and here's the thing, but when you're doing something that's right, it's it's always right to do right, and I, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to I'm not going to soften the blow just because it's members of our own party, right? Like, no, if you're wrong, you're wrong, and if you're right, you're right. I okay, well, yeah. l- let me ask you this question then: Whose side are you on? Who who are you really backing? Are you more leaning towards Matt Gates, what he is doing, yes. or Jim Banks, oh. who is sticking with Kevin McCarthy? Because you, well, you, you, you were busy praying for us a yeah. day late, but yeah. that's fine. At least you were praying for us. Uh, and Banks went on with Tony. Mm-hmm. And look, here's the deal. He voted for the guy 15 times. He voted yeah. for McCarthy 15 times. Came on these airways, told us what a great guy McCarthy was. And it seems like he, Jim now spends much of his time going, well, the things we're doing here are not right, or I'm voting against when he bothers to show up to vote. The key McCarthy... Issues and he's on with Tony today, going. Oh, I'm very frustrated by this. So you're going to v- uh, support the motion to vacate? Well, no. So you you can't have it both ways, well, right? I'm not. I'm I'm supporting Gates in the sense that he's fighting against the CR, but I'm not. I I don't think the motion to vacate is really going to do any good. I don't think it's going to be successful. I don't think Gates or they don't have they all they're going to do is spur on more chaos. I see where Jim's coming from on that. I wouldn't say that's the road to take. But when you're when you're standing up against the CR and say, hey, let's shut the government down and get this spending under control. I think that's what Gates is really, that's what he's frustrated about. That's what Jim is frustrated about. And that's I, what I I'm think a lot so of I'm so glad are. I can look you in the eye right now <laughs> because I, I, I feel like I need to look you in the eye. And I only wish the people on YouTube could see me right now uh, as my camera is not working. You look like you just rolled out of bed. I'm telling you. How I, do you think I normally I, dress I, well, for this job? I don't know. I thought a that's suit like and tie. David Ensign, why? <laughs> oh, please, a suit and a tie. When I call in, I just imagine Rob looking very well put together. And he mm-hmm. comes in, he's like wearing, he's barely, barely wearing pants. True, <laughs> true story last night. Two things. I show up to this event last night and I wear, you know, clothes that fit and a jacket. And you looked very handsome. Our bosses looked at me like, are you feeling, are you feeling okay? Also true story. My belt is so old 
that when I went to the bathroom last night, it snapped. I had to attend the second half of the event. It just, it like disintegrated. I'm standing there in the bathroom with a disintegrated belt in my hand, trying to figure out if I can put it back together like this camera. At one, at one part, we thought if we won the award, Rob's pants might actually fall down when we were accepting, but neither like, happened. Like if, if I had how, any did sh- you, how did you know? Were you in the bathroom with him when no, it disintegrated? No, he told me. No, he I, told me. I came back out and what I figured out, and I'm so embarrassed, oh there's a, a very prominent local TV uh, <laughs> anchor man who was in the bathroom with me when it happened, and so I'm quickly trying to button my coat and get the belt thrown in the trash so he won't see it. And what I figured out, Micah, was that if I buttoned my coat, it would cover my my wastular area enough that if if I had to get up, no one would notice it, and that is what I did for the rest of the evening. Guys, I want to let it be known that this is why you did not win the award. Seg- <laughs> segments like these. Because of our wardrobe malfunction? You did not win the award. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so but, but, real quick here. You, you, they voted for the guardrails. We were told... Now, not by people like Jim, because he didn't fight for anything. He just voted yes the first time. But we were told by the Republicans, because everybody's on board, they all voted to agree to the guardrails, that if McCarthy doesn't do these things, Mm -hmm. then he's out of here. Well, twice now he hasn't done the things, and yet you have people like Jim Banks going on and going, well, you know, that's that's not going to solve anything. Well, then why did you lie to us and tell us these guardrails were in place so when he doesn't do the thing, he's out of here? This is what I'm talking about. You cannot trust the Republicans. Well, keep in mind, too, you have a lot of rhinos in the Republican caucus in Washington. And it's not Jim's job to deal with those rhinos. It's his job to do what's right and in, in, to his conscience and his morals and his integrity. It's the it's the districts that have elected these rhinos have to go back and say, if we're going to fix the problem, you got to start by by moving these people out of office. And I think we here's the problem. This is why I'm running for a state office, because I, I think if we do the job in the state and every state does their job, it will fix Washington. And we often say, we'll send people to Washington to fix Washington. That's a top-down approach. It's not going to work. We've got to start in our communities, in our state, and fix the ju- fix the problems there, and that will change Washington. And that's how our republic works. Oh, Before we let you go, my favorite thing of the weekend was you wore an I Love Rob Kendall shirt <laughs> to Life Church. Yeah. And then I just loved the comments when I posted the photo of you wearing the shirt about I can't believe he would inject politics into the, into the pulpit. It's like, what am I? I'm not a politician. I'm just a guy raising money for charity. I just love Rob, how is that political? <laughs> I mean, geez. Well, here, you know, we get this a lot at Life Church. People will say, You're a very political church. And I'm like, No, we're not. We're biblical. We like abortion is not a pol- political issue. Border sovereignty is not a political issue. Marriage is not a political issue. These are all biblical issues. You know, even taxes and how you how government uses its resources, not a political issue. It's a biblical issue. And and, and I said uh, when I early on in Mike and I's friendship, I said something highly offensive about about someone and then Micah said no that's fine because taxes are a biblical issue that's right yeah it really is I mean God has laid out in his word how governments are to act you go to Exodus 17 God tells Moses exactly who to elect the men in the Republic it's the Hebrew Republic it's the hunt it's the hundreds the ten the fifties the tens or the thousands hundreds fifties and tens where Jethro tells Moses this is your Republic and he says these are the the standards I want to place on government according to God and so we we follow that same structure here in the United States the thousands is 
is federal government, the hundreds is the state government, fifties is the county government, and tens is the city government. And if you go back to God's word, he lays out how to address all of these issues. This is not new territory that we're, we're walking. This has totally been laid out how we should address this. And at Life Church, we, we dive in head first. Hey, Michael, one last thing. Big doings last night in Carmel. You had yes. the mayor debate, Sue Finkham refusing to denounce Moms for Liberty. Good for Sue. Good. I, I mean... She didn't support him. Yeah. No, well, she didn't support him. She was I mean, dead is, silent. Is, is, no, is no comment support? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it shows you two things. One, that, real, real quick, real quick before yeah, you answer this. Yeah. Micah, let's role play this. Micah, do you support Moms for Liberty? Yes. See how hard that was, Casey? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So it tells me this. First of all, look at Miles. The fact that Miles, the Democrat, is pushing this narrative tells me he has absolutely no platform. The yeah. Democrat... When they're going after the Moms for Liberty or the Hamilton East Public Library Board, right, mm-hmm. which isn't even part of Carmel, it's part of Fishers and Noblesville, the, uh, th- that tells me that he has no platform. But I will say this, Sue has got to recognize that her base sees the culture war as, very, as a kitchen table issue. And so she's got to stand with Moms for Liberty powerfully because Moms for Liberty is protecting parents' rights in schools. That's what they're doing. It's not about uh, th- like any issue. It's about giving parents the right to parent their kids. They should know what's going on in the school. That is the foundation of Moms for Liberty. And the fact that Miles doesn't like Moms for Liberty, that makes me question, well, what are you going to do in the public schools? Yeah. And what are you going to hide from parents? Uh, I love you even though you're friends with Jim Banks and he's a big fraud. <laughs> and a phony. I'm not going to hold that against you. Oh, uh, I just wanted to let you know. That- I love you, Jim. <laughs> Keep up the good work, buddy. <laughs> hey, Micah with You're the best. Thank hey, you. Thanks, guys. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, 952. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, she says that uh, she might resign. She might resign her position if Congress does not create a debt commission by the end of the year. We're talking about Representative Victoria Sparks. Okay, so there's so many layers to this, and we have to get in into it because it is just another example, one of how self-important these people believe they are. I mean, the, the level of self-importance they put upon them, themselves, the very Austin powers of me there, is just simply amazing. So Victoria Sparks represents the 5th Congressional District. Her voting record is mostly fine. She's very into Ukraine, which is weird, but other than that, she's generally pretty decent. However, she's another person who, during the vote on McCarthy, mm-hmm. voted present, which means she didn't even pick a side. So, for her to be mad about Kevin McCarthy now, when you weren't willing to pick a side and pick a team and advocate either way i don't have any time for that she comes out about this continuing resolution and to victoria's credit she essentially she was on a tony yesterday listened to the interview driving home said what is real which is and she didn't use these words but i'm using the words the republicans always say they're going to do something they never actually do something they lie to people they mislead people they manipulate people and she said i've had enough of it now she believes this debt commission is the answer to it. I don't believe that because, once again, you can't trust these people. Because she wants, well, the debt commission will make recommendations, will vote Mm -hmm. on them. But it doesn't matter. They just change the rules in the middle of the game anyway, Casey. So it doesn't, you have to actually get the vote. That's neither here nor there. 
She's now saying she will quit Congress if she doesn't get the debt commission, but she'd already known she wasn't running for re-election right. at the end of the year, at the end of next year anyway. So what so are you really doing she's, here? She's she's not going to finish. She's not going to go for re-election when she's done with her term. She's done. But now she's saying if they don't do this debt commission, she's going to quit at the end of the year. I don't know if it's self-importance I'm picking up from her. I'm picking up frustration. No, nah, it's well, maybe. But look, the fact that she would threaten to quit on her constituents anyway, unless it is a health reason or a family health reason, mm-hmm. you're an a-hole if you quit on your constituents. These people in the state of Indiana, the Indiana State House, like Randy Fry and Chip Perfect and the rest of these people who just quit without any logical explanation to pursue other careers or spend time with their family or whatever it is, you're a-holes. You're, you are you are greaseballs who are screwing your constituents. And I have no tolerance for this when these people unless it's a health reason, threaten to quit in the middle and you disclose the health. Y'all should, should have to disclose the health reason, not I'm focusing on my health. Really, what's wrong with you? And a guy like Randy Fry used that excuse and then didn't disclose what it was. I thought you would agree with her on this because she said there's a limitation to human capacity. And she said, I will not continue sacrificing my children for this circus with a complete absence of leadership, vision, and spine. I cannot save this republic alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one thing to say I'm not running for re-election because of that. You already asked for the job for two more years. Mm-hmm. You knew what the term was when you ran. Victoria Smarts admitted in the interview with Tony, because she's right, that the Republicans always do this. So don't act like you knew what you didn't know what you were getting in for. And the idea that you would say in the middle of your term, well, because I didn't get my way on this or the Republicans. I quit. Did, did I'm taking Repu- my ball yeah. and going home. You signed up for this job, whether you're a state rep or a state senator or a town councilman or a whatever, unless it is you physically cannot do the job anymore then you should have to suck it up, buckaroo, and fill out your term because that's what the bargain you made, in this case, with the people of the 5th District. Well, she said the debt is very important to national security. Unfortunately, Republicans didn't have the backbone to put it forward. Oh, she's absolutely right. The, my issue with this is her saying, I'm going to quit if I don't get this yeah. because that's not what you promised the people you were going to do when you ran for re-election. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I saw Lon Chaney Jr. walking with the Queen Doing the werewolves of London I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's 